Welcome to the Working Moms Podcast, featuring inspiring stories and resources for the modern working mom. I'm your host, estate planning attorney, investor, and pregnant mama-to-be, Pam Moss. All right. Today's guest is Marta Spurk. She is an empowerment coach, a speaker, and a host of the Empowered Woman Podcast. Thank you for being here today, Marta. Thank you so much for having me, Pamela. I'm super excited to chat. So I'd love to start with, I know today's topic, we are going to be talking about growing your business through human connection and self-love. And I'd love to um, have with you share with the audience, you know, how you got into where you are today. Yes. So my journey as a coach really began um, when I became a mom, essentially, even though I have been a teacher for a long time. So quick background story. I'm originally from Brazil. I was obsessed with English and the American culture at a very young age. And I started teaching English when I was 14. So the, the entrepreneurial bug bit me way back then. And that has been my career path. I still work with languages. So I, I'm a certified uh, court interpreter for Colorado here. And uh, so I still do that. And growing up in church, interpreting and translating, do all, doing all kinds of stuff because my mom had a lot. My mom's a pastor and she had a lot of contact with American ministers. That has put me on this path of imparting knowledge, encouraging people. It's all been very interconnected, you know, in my life. But the plot twist was having triplets in 2016 was not expecting that at all. I don't think anyone would ever. And uh, we had the babies in Brazil at the time. We decided to move back to the U.S. My husband's American. And I found myself in the space of all of a sudden, I'm a first-time mom, which you're experiencing this <laughs> right now, too. And, you know, who am I? What am I going to be passing on to these kids? And also being stay-at-home mom and away from my family, not a whole lot of support, you know, moving away. And I found in coaching this opportunity for self-growth. And I always like to say I didn't uh, become a coach out of the goodness of my heart. It really was out of a need. I needed to become my own support system. I needed to really find myself and find my purpose for the sake of my children, but really starting with me, I needed that for myself. And uh, so I began sharing my message, sharing this message of encouragement with other moms because I knew a lot of people were inspired by me just for the sheer fact of me having triplets. <laughs> How do you survive, you know? And, uh, and I was just like, I don't know. This is, I don't have a choice, you know, this is my daily life. But it really all came together into how do I really find the strength? How can I encourage myself through tough times, you know, days that I don't want to do anything, days that I don't want to have to take care of anybody else. <laughs> and all of those, you know, things that go through a, a woman's head and, and especially a mom's head. And, uh, I started working uh, mostly with, with uh, new moms because that's the stage that I was at. And eventually it turned into mentoring women that wanted to start a business or that had a business and didn't really know how to scale or how to uh, find the harmony with being a mom, being a wife, uh, being a woman and having this, this thing that they were building. And that's where it all evolved. And it really started with, with personal development, with understanding myself more. So that's, I guess what I would say is the different thing about me coaching women in their businesses. And that's why I don't call myself a business coach. I call myself an empowerment coach because it's more than just the strategy and the numbers. It really starts with you and who you are to the core. I love that. And there were so many pieces that you said that I wanted to kind of touch on and just kind of expand on. And the first was you use the word harmony. Mm -hmm. And I love that. 
Um, and I'm, I'm guessing that that was an intentional word that you used. Yes. <laughs> and not so, balance. <laughs> I did not use the word balance. And so mm-hmm. I'd love to hear, um, the word harmony, why, why you chose that, why you chose that instead of balance and kind of what your take on harmony is between yeah. motherhood and entrepreneurship. Yeah. And the reason why I chose that is because there's a lot of pressure with the word balance, right? And uh, we hear this a lot and then we feel the guilt that is already uh, a given with having kids and then put societal pressure, put social media pressure, and you're just a mess, right? And uh, with me wanting to do something outside of triplets, lots of people, including my own family, criticized me and said, you cannot possibly be raising kids in a good way, quote unquote, whatever that means, while doing something else, because you can only pay attention and really focus on one thing at a time. And the whole reason why I did this and I started this was because of the huge weight that I felt and the impossibility that I felt from the beginning of giving individualized attention to three kids at the same time. So from the get-go, I was already feeling this guilt of how in the heck am I going to do this as a first-time mom? And that's when I realized I have to pay attention to myself because ultimately that's the only thing that I'm going to be passing on. Even when I'm not trying, (laughs) this is what they're going to be seeing. And that scared the heck out of me because they're just going to be copying this even when I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. So the more intentional, the more mindful I am of what I'm doing, the better of a job I'm doing consequently, right? Because then it's not just autopilot. This is me, take it or leave it. It's like, how can I be a better version of myself for them? And I really think that I know that having a business has impacted me in, in a good way because it having a business and then being a mom it's so similar in so many ways. There is no textbook. (laughs) It's so individual because you are an individual and you are unique. So your business is never going to look like anybody else's. And we have this crazy idea that we can just copy what somebody else is doing and it's going to work great for us. And it's never going to work that way. And the same is with motherhood. You have all these preconceived ideas of how delivery is going to be like, of how breastfeeding is going to be like, of how you know, raising a toddler is going to be like, I'm going to give them sugar. I'm not going to let them watch TV, all those crazy things. And then when reality hits, you're like, screw this. I'm going to do whatever makes me sane at the moment. And, uh, and the same thing is with your business too. You start trying these things, you pay a bunch of money for coaching and for so many things. And you're like, this is not really what I like. And so the harmony for me is really harmony with yourself. What makes you feel good? what works for you as a person and for your family. This truly is what this harmony and this elusive balance is, is the more you know about yourself, the more comfortable things feel. Not easy, as I don't think it will ever be easy, uh, but you just become more in tune with yourself and that's where, where the harmony comes to play. I love that. And I think so, so many of us, right. Um, feel that guilt and we feel like we can't focus on ourselves first. And, you know, they're really, you know, with me going through this just now, (laughs) um, you know, there really wasn't any focus in the new parenting classes and the books that were recommended to me and anything about focusing on that self-awareness and fulfilling myself and self-connection. 
Um, and it's so simple, but it's so powerful, really giving yourself that permission. And it makes such sense, right? Like if you don't fill yourself up, you can't kind of give to others. And I, I love that. And it makes such sense from that place of having triplets. Um, so (laughs) how old are your triplets now? They're almost five. They're going to be five in January. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yes. Um, (laughs) when, so how far into the triplets did you start the coaching business? I started when they were nine months old because that's when we moved back to the U.S. It was sooner than we expected and lots of different factors came in for us to make this crazy decision of taking three different planes and a billion suitcases to move with mm-hmm. nine-month-olds. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was my my father-in-law was terminal with cancer. He hadn't met the kids. It was the first grandkids. Like it was so many different things. But now thinking back, it was really very good timing because I can't imagine being on an airplane for that long with five-year-olds right now. We haven't even gone back to where they were born. They, they don't know Brazil. And now with all of this crazy situation, I don't know when they will go, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's when I started. Um, I love that. And you mentioned kind of increasing self-awareness. And so for people who are listening, who haven't kind of dove into that type of work or haven't gone through that, what do you recommend as far as how to increase your self-awareness and connect with what you really want? Because for many people, they don't ask themselves that, but what do you recommend for doing that? So the very first step, which really launched me into this path of focusing so much on personal development and self-awareness has been the Enneagram. I really, really love this tool. And I love actually all self-assessment tools. I think all of them are great and they complement each other. But the problem is we don't take the time to actually investigate and study them further. We just take a test. We learn what it is so that when it comes up in conversation, you can tell people, this is my type. Like, this is my Myers-Briggs. This is my blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but what are you doing with this? Don't just, you know, uh, take this information. And and when they say, you know, knowledge is power, not really, it's potential power. If you don't do anything with it, then it's just knowledge. It's not anything in practice. Right. And uh, I really took the Enneagram to heart and I started studying it and understanding not only my type, but all the other types. And in fact, this is one of the tools that I use with my coaching that helps me understand my clients. And this is one of the things that um, has helped me in my relationship with my husband, because I understand why he does the things he does but it really starts with why do I do the things that I do and why does this rub off the wrong way in people and the other way around. And when you think relationships with potential clients, when you think collaboration with other entrepreneurs, all of these things come into play. And the basis is yourself. I always say you're the common denominator in every situation. And that's why I talk so much about empowerment because it's taking responsibility for yourself. It's so easy for you to point fingers and say, I did this because they did that. It's like, you know, third grade. I said this because you said that. And it's like, but hold on, are you in control of yourself or are people controlling you? You know, and it's that empowerment of they can be nasty to me intentionally, not intentionally. I don't know. I cannot control what they're doing, but I can control my reaction and I can control what I say and how I feel. And oftentimes we are not aware of that. So back to the self-awareness, we just take things at face value and we go through life in autopilot. We don't even know what we're doing because we've been doing it for so long, (laughs) you know? And when you actually take a step back and take an observer stance to yourself, wow, things start changing. Of course, it's your choice still to change them, but 
it's hard to face the reality of things that you don't really like about yourself. And when you see how that has been affecting you negatively, think habits and not deciding to at least try to make a change or improve in certain areas. So it's really about turning the light on on yourself intentionally and forgiving yourself. First and foremost, I talk a lot about forgiveness because it's, that's the first step. Once you go into, into this rabbit hole of self-awareness, it's very tempting to just beat yourself up and say, I'm an awful person, but then that puts you in victimhood. It doesn't put you in an empowered path. And the empowered path is I know all, all these things about myself. I will love myself through it. And I will work to become a better version of who I am. <laughs> I love that. And so So one of the things that you mentioned was the Enneagram test. And what is it about that test that really resonates with you that you think is such a good tool that you recommend to people to go through this journey? So what I've loved so much about the Enneagram is that it really points to your strengths and weaknesses. And it shows you that your strengths are your weaknesses. And that's something that most of us don't realize because we're most often operating out of an unhealthy space of our strengths meaning weaknesses, right? So let's say for me, I'm super achiever. So I'm the type three and uh, I tend to put my worth in the things that I do. So I accomplish a lot. I do a lot because this was, this is what motivates me. The awards, the recognition, you know, the really the, the completion of something and receiving something just, you know, that relief of, oh, I did it, but it doesn't last very long. And then I need to find something else. And then people watch me and they're like, wow, you are amazing. But they are not aware because it's not the way that they are, especially if they're not a three, they're not aware of the emptiness that I tend to feel because I'm always looking for the next thing. And then when I understood this and I was like, wow, I really need to force myself to take a step back and just relax in who I am. Because this is the fear that we have when we're on this autopilot is that if I stop doing what I've always done, who am I, right? If I stop always fixing people, sometimes always are always fixing people. If I stop always helping people, then who am I? We tend to attach our identity to the, these things that we do and we don't see a way out of it because this is who we've been for so many years, you know, 20, 30 years. And this is really finding that harmony too, again, is I know I will never stop. I know I will never stop producing. I will never stop achieving, but I, I have to really give myself the space to just relax and to just be, and this is where it really becomes your strength because you're operating out of the space of, I am happy where I am. I'm exactly where I'm, where I'm supposed to be. So this is what I love about the Enneagram is that it shows you these two facets. You're awesome in so many ways. But this very thing can be your Achilles heel if you are not paying attention to what you're doing. Oh, I love that. So it's you, it's a harmony. I almost said the word balance, but I didn't say it. Because, you know, um, because I have taken the Enneagram. So I'm an Enneagram seven. Okay. A similar Achilles heel, but in a different way, right? It's Mm -hmm. wanting to always experience new things over and over, you know, and, and yeah seen those. Um, and it was really relieving the first time I read it. And it was a f- really relieving reading what my husband's was and him and I laughing about what we both do. <laughs> yes. But then at the, but then my brain immediately went to a shame place, right? You mm-hmm. feel ashamed of, 
Um, and then you don't really know where to sit in that harmony. And I, what you said there really was powerful of, you know, recognizing that that's your strength. It's also your weakness and that you can kind of celebrate it and also use that to really find that being in the moment. And is that one of your kind of takeaways or one of the things that you try to encourage with your clients is being more in the moment and living in the moment? I know you've mentioned it a few times here, so I just wanted to kind of tee that up. Yes, because living in the moment really is gratitude, right? And isn't that what we hear from all these mentors and all these coaches? They're like, if you want to grow, you need to be grateful for what you have. And these things sound beautiful, but how do you really apply it to your life? And this is what I have learned. And this is what I teach is that this gratitude doesn't have to be only, shouldn't be only for the things that you have and the people that you have in your life. It should be for yourself too. And in fact, one of the exercises that I always do with clients and encourage them to do is aside from a gratitude journal, keep a brag book because you will notice that in your gratitude journal, you're not really in it. It's just the things, right? The people, the experiences, the material things, blah, blah, blah. You're not saying, oh, I'm so grateful for myself because I, you know, stayed up and I took care of my kid. It's, you're not in it. So how can you recognize yourself more for these things? You instantly put yourself in that state of, wow, I don't need to do anything else. If, if this was it right now, I really could be happy with me and I could be happy. Isn't this what we should be wanting? I mean, you read the, the quotes and the memes, if this was your last breath, would you be happy, you know? And we forget about these things because it's not really happening until it does happen, right? And so I think this has put me on a path of being more intentional with every day because it's so tempting, especially for me to think I need something else. This is not it. It's like, you won that Oscar. Now what else can I get? Like, it's never enough. So how do you beat that? You look at yourself right now and you feel that pride because you can. We were you know, talking about you, you are in control of your feelings. So you are in control of feeling proud of yourself. You don't have to wait for somebody to recognize you to feel that. You can do it right now. Just you know, sit down, grab pen and paper and say, what are some things, five things that I'm proud of having accomplished? Instantly, you're gonna be put in a different state of mind and in a different mood because you're gonna remember the feelings that you felt when you were doing those things. And we tend to, to, to look for these feelings in the future in things that we didn't accomplish yet. And we forget that those are the same feelings that we have felt already and that we can feel right now because your brain doesn't know the difference. You know, the elation that you feel when you first had your baby or when you first saw that, that, that uh, positive pregnancy test or any other moment that was happy, you can feel it now because you can take yourself back to that memory, to your wedding day or whatever day that was happy for you or that, you know, promotion, whatever it is, you can literally close your eyes, take yourself back into that room, into that atmosphere and feel those things. Isn't that powerful? And it's all you. (laughs) I love the idea that you do a brag book. Um, And it is so true because, you know, everywhere you see gratitude and, and doing the gratitude practice. And I do a gratitude practice and I love the gratitude practice. But I also love this brag book practice Mm -hmm. because really um, it does all start with self and starting with that brag book. So do you recommend people do that daily? Do you have like a brag book, um, like daily routine or weekly routine or what is your prescription for the brag book? Yes, I definitely recommend doing that daily, especially if you already have your journal that you do, you write the five things or whatever it is, if you write paragraphs or whatever. I literally just write a little 
little list of like words. It doesn't even have to be the whole, because it's all about the feeling. What do I feel proud of? You know? And then I think, oh, I worked out yesterday. I'm so proud of myself, you know, or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be big or small. That's another thing to keep in mind. Cause when you think, what are you proud of? We're instantly thinking of the big events in life and it doesn't have to be because you feel the same feeling, even if it's not in the same intensity, it's the same feeling when you finally uh, put the laundry away that's been sitting in there for like a few days or weeks. It's like, oh, I finally did this. I'm so happy for myself, you know? And, and usually what happens is we wait for someone to notice these things. And that's why they don't feel as amazing because nobody noticed. And it shouldn't be that way because you have the ability to notice. So why don't you notice and celebrate yourself more often than not? So yeah, I would say daily, definitely. If you already have a practice, add that in. Um, and it's just, you know, as simple as writing things that you're grateful for, but things that you're proud of yourself for doing. Um, that is so wonderful. And I know, you know, today's topic, we're talking about how to grow your business through the human connection and, um, self-love and what is it about kind of the self-love and human connection that people can use to help grow their business or how has it helped you grow your business? Yeah. So going back to being the common denominator, right. And knowing that it's really important for you to build relationships and for you to connect with people and to have the servant's heart and all the things that you hear from all the mentors, all the coaches, once again, all the things that, you know, I, I'd be like, I am doing this. Why am I not seeing the results? You people are crazy. And then taking that personal responsibility, going through this whole process of the Enneagram and opening my eyes to see, no, Marta, you are not doing it. Because especially with my personality type, and this can look different for different types, because for the type three, it's easier for me to put myself first. It's easier for me to be a little bit selfish. Whereas for other types, that is so hard. Like think type two, the helper, they always come last. And you would think, wow, that's so, so such an amazing thing to be like. And again, there's the good and there's the bad, because then they end up putting themselves last, everybody gets the short end of the stick when you're in a bad mood, when you're unhappy. So it does not make everybody happy when, you, when you're putting yourself last. And so for me, I have this the opposite uh, tendency, which some people always look up and say, I could never be like that person because I'm just incapable and I'm awful. To me, it was always like, I am better than her. Why is she doing so well? <laughs> What is going on universe? You know, what is going on God? And, uh, and then I realized this about myself. Wow. This is why I was always approaching situations with, with not the right attitude of, let me see how I can be of service. Let me see how I can help this person. And I, it was always like, what's in it for me. And I think in general, human beings have this tendency. We are very egotistical to begin with, but again, Understanding specifically the personality types and what moves you can really help you see what's not working in your relationships because everyone has this filter or this lens that they see the world through. So chances are if building relationships is not working out or if you haven't been um, hitting off you know, with clients um, or making those calls and there's scripts, there's things that you can try, but at the end of the day, the confidence that you have in yourself is really what you convey and what makes people want to sign up with you or not. Let's just put it in, you know, plain, plainly. And it goes back to what, what is it about the way you're approaching every relationship and situation that is working for or against you? And, and it really goes back to the Enneagram because 
it's what motivates you. You know, if, if you go in thinking like for say the helper, cause for me is a little bit different, you know, um, I'm just here to help and you're not more assertive. So that's for, for the people that are not like me, they have this, this problem with setting boundaries. They have a problem with being assertive. And then that's something that could be a turnoff for somebody else. So it's always finding that harmony again in their relationships. It's not like you're going to know everybody's Enneagram types. That's why it's like, I can't even have a conversation with you, Pamela, because I don't know, you know, it's not, it's not extreme or crazy like that, but the more aware you are of yourself, the easier it is for you to start reading people and understanding, oh, I'm being too intense or, oh, I need to be more intense. You know, you start really understanding how to navigate relationships because you're so sure of your own boundaries, you know where you start and where you end and you know where that person starts. And that's really what relationships are made of, right? Is I understand myself so well, now I can engage with you and see what happens. I can't control what you do, but I can control what I do. But if you're not in control of what you do, it's always a mess. It's always spaghetti on the wall. You never know what you're gonna get, you know? And, uh, and this is really what has made the difference for me is understanding more of myself. Cause usually you would say, have zoom calls, have connection calls, have discovery calls. And all those things are great. You have to have them, but the thing that's going to make a difference really is your heart is how you are getting into these situations, because that's the one thing you can control. Oh, uh, that's amazing. And I think, you know, so much of what we're talking about is, um, so much of what we focus on is how we can improve that connection. And a lot of times we don't focus on what is that connection with ourselves because mm-hmm. that's where it all starts. And that's such a yep. main piece, um, I think, in what's out there for moms, what's out there for entrepreneurs. And I love that you're kind of mixing that harmony between both of them because it's mm-hmm. so needed. What, um, how do people work with you? What are, what's kind of the, um, if someone's listening and they, they, they're, they want to be coached, Do you have one-on-one programs? Do you have group programs? Kind of what's that process look like? Yeah. So typically I, I like having calls and connections, you know, just to get to know each other and and know where we're at. But um, I do have a three month uh, coaching program where it's super hands-on and we follow everything that I do. I follow a framework that has to do with, you know, being, being on an empowered path, which is becoming more and more aware of yourself to the point where you're transforming yourself into who you're, who you're meant to be like the most authentic and the most empowered version of who you are. It's not about changing into somebody else. It's really stepping into your light one step at a time, a little bit more because it's hard. It's we go and we're like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this, (laughs) you know, because what will people think? Because this is not what I've been doing. We have all these fears. That's why it's a step-by-step process. Um, And it's actually, there's five stages to it. And I call it notice yourself listen to yourself, forgive yourself, empower yourself, and then transform yourself. So we go through these stages into the one-on-one program. I also have a membership, the, the Empowered Woman School, uh, where we also go through these stages, but it's in a group setting. It's a more independent uh, setting where you are, you have more of the accountability to show up for the calls and to do the work, do the exercises on your own. And I also have a little course where I, where, where I outline these five steps just for you to get your feet, your toes wet um, into this concept of, all right, let me fall in love with me. But in order to do that, I need to know who I am. I need to start listening to myself. You know, I need to just like a love story. It really is. It really is. And we forget that there is a person inside of you (laughs) that needs your attention. Right. And, And a lot of this really came to me 
because of having kids and understanding that I was a child once and that child is still in there, you know, think inner child. And we neglect this, this little person that's in, in, inside of us because we're so busy with so many other things. And at the end of the day, if you take the time to understand who you've always been, you can actually step into that more authentically and think about people being attracted to that because authenticity and confidence is so, so, so attractive. So this is what we do together is helping you see your potential uh, yourself so that people can then see it as well. That's wonderful. And um, what is the best way for people to reach out to you or get in touch with you? So I would say the best way is social media. I mean, I have my website, martasburg.com, but if you just reach out to me either on Instagram or on Facebook, I hang out on Facebook a lot. I have a Facebook uh, community, the Empowered Woman community, where I'm very present as well. And of course, the podcast, the Empowered Woman podcast, I would love for um, ladies to go check it out and share their thoughts. I will um, definitely link all those in the show notes. And before we sign off, um, we have a Facebook group where we kind of discuss and connect over our hosts, the people that come on, on a, not our hosts, on our uh, guests. Mm-hmm. Um, could you give a little um, discussion point or takeaway that we can kind of discuss in our group? And I'll link that group in the show notes as well. Yes. So I would say based on everything that we talked about here is first figure out what your Enneagram type is. And if you don't know it, I'm happy to send a little free test that you can take and then start looking at your challenges, whether it be in building relationships or in building your business or in anything, start looking at your challenges and start asking yourself, what is the connection between what is not so easy for me, those weaknesses or the unhealthy space of my strengths? How are they connected? Because you will see a connection. You will see, oh, this is why I'm struggling because I'm seeing it this way. How about reframing it? Because if you can't change a situation, change the way you see it. And you really can. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much, Marta, for joining us today. Um, This was so empowering. (laughs) And, um, And yep, have a great day. Thank you, you too. Hey, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, www.findpam.com for all the show notes and links. And you will also get access to my free legal tool to name legal guardians. It's all right there at findpam.com.